we made this. Why, it's just divine hula time, brother. And welcome to Dude Where's My Mouse, the podcast where we watch and review the obscure and forgotten live action Disney movies on the hunt for a hidden gem. My name's Tim, hello, and as always I'm joined uh, in the studio as such by my good mate Big Willie Wilson. Yeah bruh. <laughs> Tubular. <laughs> Radical. You know what you two, dude. I'm already sick of this slander of the film. I'm already, I'm already sick of the attitudes that you are displaying towards a, a cinematic classic from the Disney Corporation. <laughs> so, yeah, um, if you couldn't tell already, we've got an extra voice with us today. He is a host of one of the podcasts on our network, We Made This, The One Season Show. And he's also host of the podcast Culture Cast. It's um, The Joker. Hello. <laughs> Oh, wow, you're actually introducing me as that. Yeah, hey, I'm just doing uh, as I'm told. Um, we're, too, we're too polite as Brits. I was waiting for you to try to say my last name, and I'm just going to assume you gave up before you even tried, so that's good. Chris um, Statue, yeah? Ooh, close enough. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, uh, it's actually Deedle. You you read it wrong. Uh, how could you? Do you have um, paperwork to prove that, please? Uh, yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, you Grammy or whatever the fuck they say in this movie. Oh man, it was eaten by a pee dog, was it? <laughs> Petey the pee dog. He's the lassie of pee dogs. I thought you were about to say something different, man. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, uh, nice to hear from you, Chris. So it's going to get very confusing with two Chris's on today. Um, we'll just call our Chris here Willie Wilson. Yeah, copy whatever you want. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call you Dickhead. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait! Why don't you be Mel and I'll be Mo? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so I'm gonna write that down, Mel. You? No, no, I'm Mel. Well, those are just our nicknames, which make no sense because they're, they're interchangeable. Mo- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Chris, um, our, when we have guests on, we like to ask them a few questions. Um, first of all, we say on a scale of well, Wilson to Tim. Uh, what kind of a Disney fan do you consider yourself on that sliding scale? I am a Tim, one hundred percent. Disney is my is Disney is my thing, um, and I get that from my mom. My mom actually was born the same year Disney opened. She lived in San Francisco as a kid, oh, and wow. she would go to Anaheim with her family, with her mom and dad, um, growing up. And then her parents ended up getting divorced, so kind of going to Disney was her like happy time before her parents got divorced and then i went there as a child um and and it just kind of got ingrained within me and i've been several times as an adult i want to say at least in the last decade i've been probably five times at least to disneyland uh but disney is is definitely disney is definitely a big part of me and my life and Things that I love are definitely Disney, and and now with Disney Plus, we get to relive uh, we get to relive some stuff from growing up. I don't know how old y'all are, but I was, um, you know, I I was born in ninety, so I grew up with like Disney Channel original movies and stuff like that, and stuff like Meet the Deedles. So 
that well, was yeah, like we we're the tail end of the 80s us too so we know exactly where you're coming from in terms yeah. of your 90s disney kind of digestion shall we say but yeah um, it was ever present with the disney channel i mean it was ever present that was like nickelodeon and disney channel were it for kids in the 90s so yeah it was very different over here in that like you were dead posh if you had the uh, the Disney Channel yeah. as a kid. <clears throat> what we tend to find is our, your families could usually just about afford it by the time you were too old to give a shit. Right, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and so for context, like Disney Channel, you had to pay extra uh, uh-huh. for it. Oh, yeah. Whereas like Nickelodeon, Cartoon <laughs> Network and all that lot, that came with like the free package. But it doesn't make any right. sense because for cable you have to pay extra anyway. Yeah. But yeah, the Disney Channel was one step above that. I don't think it is now, though. No, it's included now um, <clears throat> in uh, in the Santa Claus, the live-action Disney movie. Um, they actually make a joke about, and we're getting the Disney Channel now, Merry Christmas. And I always think about that because it is so different now. I mean, yeah. I don't even know people who have cable anymore. But yeah, it's so different now that, yeah, Disney Channel's just included. It's not even a, it's not no. that big of a deal anymore. Not really. But the... English uh, streaming app for Disney, Disney Life, actually has live streaming of the Disney Channel. Do you get that on Disney Plus as well? Uh, no, <laughs> we definitely <laughs> don't have that, unfortunately. I think it's pretty cool because um, the the app over here at the minute, it's only five a month, which is not very much at all. I mean, the app itself is awful, but it does include the Disney Channel, all the Disney Channels. So... If you've actually got kids, that's quite a decent deal compared to having to get like your whole cable package sorted out. Did you watch Meet the Deedles on the app? I did, yeah. Okay, that seems to be the only place to find it. So Chris has a tendency to uh, uh, find, find other, means. other means to watch these films. So how did you manage this time? <laughs> well, um, I went one further this time. I normally illegally download it, but... This time, I couldn't find it on any of the torrent sites. Neither so... could I, for that matter. <laughs> I tried watching it before it came out on Disney+, Plus and you can't find it. So, but someone since has uploaded it onto YouTube in its entirety on half the screen and about 1.5 times the speed. So I had to go into Adobe Premiere, like download the, video, the YouTube video, and crop the video, zoom in, slow it down, and then that's how I end up watching it. Boy, it's all that work for this movie, huh? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, that was going to be my next question, Chris, was uh, why the fuck did you choose this? Okay, guys, so look. Um, be be I, honest, be honest. <laughs> okay, so so here's the thing. Here's a couple things. Uh, I had this on VHS as a kid. Uh, okay. This came out in 98, uh, would have been in, on VHS uh, probably late... 98 because it came out in march so i had this on vhs i watched this a lot on vhs i don't think it's ever been released on dvd so i think at this point it's you know the only way to find it is vhs or now disney plus which is which is one of the things i appreciate about disney plus is that it does have things that have essentially been quote-unquote lost not really Mm. lost but like you have to Essentially, you're watching someone's VHS that they ripped onto their desktop computer. So, I watched this a lot growing up. And also, you you guys are going to laugh. I actually find this movie really funny. And (laughs) (laughs) I actually find this movie really funny. I don't know why. Um, And also, it's got a great cast. Like, it has Robert England and Dennis Hopper. 
Why? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been needed for work. When, when I tell people Dennis Hopper's in this movie, they go, what? I mean, after being Bowser in the uh, Mario Brothers <laughs> movie, it's like you just kept going down and down and down from there. An- I mean, really? another film classic. To be honest, I only know Dennis Hopper from the Mario Brothers movie. I don't know what good films he's been in to warrant such a good... Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie? Well, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say Blue Velvet, but yeah, Super Mario. Well, oh yeah, fuck Blue yeah! It was him uh, in Blue Velvet, wasn't it? Was, it? Yes, All yeah. right, I'll give him that one then. True, true um, romance, I've just had a look um, just to make you jealous, Chris. Um, on Amazon in the UK, there was a UK release of Meet the Deedles on DVD. Oh my god, guys! I need to get myself one of those PAL <laughs> DVD <laughs> players. <laughs> How much is it though? Like two hundred quid. Well, it's six dollars. Uh, six quid. Sorry, I'm I'm getting too used to talking to an American right yeah. now. Guys, how <laughs> many dollars is it? Hey, give me well, exchange be... rate these days. Six dollars. It fluctuates between fifty dollars and two dollars at this rate. <laughs> uh, and when this podcast is over, make sure you guys give me your addresses because I'm gonna buy you each Meet the Deedles the soundtrack, which I which I also owned. So so there's that. Don't bother because after watching the film today, I've just ordered it. Oh, no, you no, you didn't. I fucking did. Okay, because you know what, the soundtrack for this movie is amazing. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, Scar Punk is my jam, absolutely. So, and some of these songs I hadn't heard anywhere else. When I tried to Shazam during the film, nothing was coming up. So I think. A lot of these songs are actually original to the film, even though they're these big bands. So I was like, yeah. Well, so the music in the film is composed by uh, Steve Bartek of Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Which, I mean, when you listen to it, it's, you know, that makes sense. But yeah, uh, yeah, the soundtrack for the movie is great. Uh, It's not a 1998 um, teen movie without Goldfinger's Superman, is it? Let's face it. (laughs) Or uh, Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yeah. So, what a what a terrible name for a band, Jesus Christ! You say you like this film, so that's why I, I picked it. Okay. I genuinely, I genuinely, unironically like this film. Okay, I, fair enough. That's fine. Yeah, well, we all have films like that. You're all allowed to be wrong once or twice. No, yeah, no, I, I'm wrong all the time. I mean, here's <laughs> the here's the thing I always tell people: just because you like something doesn't mean it's good, and no. just because <laughs> something is bad doesn't mean you can't like it. That's but don't sit and tell me it's true. like a great cinematic fucking achievement in film. It's like, no, it's just a shitty movie, but I love it. Like, so what? I can like <laughs> shitty stuff. Who cares? Like Batman and Robin. I love Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> we, we need to have like a shit movie night where we just watch some non-Disney shit <laughs> for a change. Yeah. <laughs> Branch out a bit. Yeah. Cleanse the palate. <laughs> we need to. Yeah. It cleans- well, with Meet the Deedles, I think it cleansed the colon, so... It cleansed my brain stem, yeah. I think. Fucking oh, hell. boy. Right, so the other question we ask all new guests um, is, and this should be easy for you as a big Disney fan, um, what your Mount Rushmore of Disney characters would be? Characters, huh? Yeah. Uh, okay, so are we talking like everything, right? Like we Absolutely everything. Dis- Animated, TV shows, um, Nicholas Ke- four heads of Nicolas Cage, as Chris said he's going to have. National Treasure. <laughs> okay, so here's something terrible that I have to admit. Uh, as an American, I had to look up how many people are on Mount Rushmore. Because, <laughs> okay, hear me out, though. I, I absolutely hate Mount Rushmore. If you know any of the history about it, it was actually created by a 
like a white supremacist. Isn't that like was, the whole of American history? Uh, and to, yeah, don't get me started. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, essentially, Mount Rushmore was a monument that was taken away from the Native Americans by white people, and then white people's faces were put on sacred Native American land. So that's fun. I licked it, so it's mine now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, as for me, my kind of the big four, and I, I kid you not. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, you guys are going to laugh. Um, out of anything Disney, anything at all, anything it would have to I'm... be The Rocketeer. Cool, which, okay, yeah. Which I love. Uh, it would have to be, uh, oh, I don't know how to do that. That's not, well, uh, hmm, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> It would have to. Oh, when you put people under pressure, it, oh, they always struggle. Well, it's like, do I want to put two characters on there who are like a, who are like a, they're like a tandem? So Chip and Dale would have to be on there because those are my like favorite Disney characters. I'm gonna let none. them class as one character because okay. yeah. they're right. small. They can stand on top of each other. <laughs> Half a head each. Yeah, and they're just like it's just like yeah okay, uh, and then it would have to be I shit you not, <laughs> Marnie from Halloween Town. Nice. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> I right. love Halloween Town. You, Me and Kirsty watched Halloween Town this year. Which one's Marnie again? Uh, the main character. Yeah. Kimberly J. Brown's character. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, again, this is just like right now off the top of my head. It could change. But if I'm thinking about things that are like Disney Anna that matter to me. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Because I always go back to it, and it's like it's always like stuck in my head. Uh, oh, this is a really deep cut. Protozoa from Xenon, the singer from that band in the movie. Is that Xenon, the girl of twenty first century? Yeah, oh, I yeah, keep yeah. having to watch that because because um, it's amazing. Of, I've not seen it yet, but one of the hosts of another podcast, the TTA podcast, that's a Disney podcast, they always go on about it. So it's. On my to-do list is to watch that one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a very weird Mount Rushmore. Oh, they're all weird. Don't worry about that. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, can I uh, change mine a bit? Okay, what, what are you changing? Instead of four Nicolas Cage's uh, from <laughs> National Treasure, can I have one of them Nicolas Cage from Sorcerer's Apprentice? Oh, shit, yeah, that's Disney as well, it isn't is, it? It is, yeah. There we go. Right, sorted. Why not Jay Baruchel from The Sorcerer's Apprentice? There's no Nicolas Cage, though, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he sure isn't, is he? Something's gone wrong with America's most famous natural wonder. What they need are some experts. What they're getting are the Deedles. Good thing I packed the jammers. Reporting for rangerly duty, sir. Good. Fine. Andy, terrific. Meet the Deedles. They've got their own style. These rookies are going to solve the park's big problem. They've got their own methods. You want to cut one? A, a rug, I mean? The only thing they're missing... we, we got to save all faithful. Yeah, fully. ...is a plan. But how? 30 tubes of mentholatum deep heating rub, please. You're completely winging this, huh? Okay, P-Dogs. The heat is on. Earthwormy goodness. Hmm? Walk 
Disney Pictures invites you to go wild. Cool. A bear. A bear! And meet the Deedles. My stepdad's a little overprotective, but it's not like he's some complete psycho. Get away from the girl! Meet the Deedles. Who's not Yogi's son? He's not even his brother. That they're shacking up in Jellystone, walking around with neckties, but, but no pants. <laughs> Okay, that's the Q&A part of the uh, episode all wrapped up then. I suppose, fuck, the only thing left to do is talk about the <laughs> film. <laughs> oh, don't sound so excited. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Chris have this uh, thing that keeps happening, which uh, is that neither of us ever seem to be able to manage to get through a whole film in one sitting. And I know I did... a. In our group tweet, I tweeted about how I was watching it the other evening and I got 34 minutes in before I had to take a little break and come back two days later. <laughs> uh, I started, it, got about 45 minutes in, then took a week off and then I came back <laughs> to the rest of it last night. It's one of these weird things we find where the short of the film the harder it seems to be to get yeah, through. it's really weird, isn't it? It's, I, I don't get why, but yet I managed to sit through bloody Tomorrowlanding one go. Or was it two goes? Long film. Have you seen Tomorrowland, Chris? Uh, no. I'm, I missed out on that one. Um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, this is like Hugh Laurie and George Clooney, right? Yeah, yeah. that's one. I, I just remember for the longest time at Barnes & Noble here where I live in the great state of Lincoln, Nebraska, in the center of the United States, they had like, Barnes & Noble had like a clearance bin of stuff, and it was just Funko Pops, and it was all Tomorrowland Funko Pops. Oh, and Jesus. I, was just like, I didn't even I was realize like, they made any. Yeah. I don't think anyone else did either, because that's where they sat for months. <laughs> As a Disney fan, I would say watch the first 10 minutes and then burn the disc. <laughs> like not as in like make a copy as in like throw it in the bin set fire to the bin move house and don't bother watching the rest of the film i like your antiquated usage of the language burn no one says burn a cd anymore you do know that right burning cds you'd be like lighting them on fire no like oh never mind you're too you're too young you're dumb never mind okay right this film then meet the deedles <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, where's my deedles? Um, so the credits start with their surfing montages, essentially. So it's pretty... Oh, hello. My computer just made a jingle. What's it trying to tell me? Paul Walker's ghost has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Paul Walker. You definitely didn't have sex with 16-year-olds. <laughs> That's a thing. Look it up. I'm not kidding. Okay. I don't know how we, much we, you guys we... know about Paul Walker, but... Uh... All I know is he's dead. <laughs> he drove a car, now he's dead. <laughs> Rest in peace, bro. He drove his car into a bridge. He didn't care. <laughs> Pour one out for Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah. Just onto my the boy, car. My boy PW. Just onto the carpet in the middle of the room. There we go. <laughs> right. Okay, so yeah, it's uh, it's very stereotypical, just sort of stock footage of surfers going on over the credits. Uh, but there's a decent ska punk song over the background. Yeah. Hawaii, uh, right? We're in Hawaii. Hawaii, yes. Yes. We're not on the mainland. As We're not like on the say. mainland, bro. <laughs> Wait, Yellowstone is that on like Molokai? 
Oh my god. Yeah, these two kids are thick as fuck. But are they? I don't know. But, well, to um, be fair, Steve Van Wormer's character, I would say, isn't, right? But at the same time, he apparently never goes to school. Does he have to, though? <laughs> I mean, he's like... I, look, I, I think his character is dumb, but at the same time, like, I, you could make the case that he's not. You're like he's a bored intellect. Is that why he skips school and goes surfing instead? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so you've got... Yeah, we meet the Deedles. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, and it is literally, you've got the hot one, and you've got the nerd one, who's also kind of hot. <laughs> By night standards. Um, or is it your standards? Maybe, maybe. You never know. <laughs> I mean, hey bro, I don't judge. I mean, I, I used mean... to have the same haircut as this guy. Yeah, you so. did. I think, every, I, think every, I think everybody in 98 did, let's be honest. <laughs> he reminded you of me. At college, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I was a teenager, I pretty much... I, I, I wasn't as ripped and I couldn't surf, but apart from that. Yeah, so it's the Deedles birthday, and they're... So they're twins, aren't they? Because it's both... They're yes, both that's right. The 18th birthday, and all their, lo- um, like, hot friends turn up in their Hummers and Ferraris and shit, um, and they decide to ditch school, so they go and do that sport, and I can't remember what it's called, where you're parachuting off... Parasailing. No, that's, uh, not parasailing. Um... Um, is that parasailing? Isn't pa- I thought parasailing is the thing where you're like on the just, just, surfboard. It's just like water skiing. Oh no, it's a parachute, isn't it? No, it yeah. is parasailing. It's, it's well, parasailing. Yeah. yeah, so it's where they've got the. That's good. I was going to say waterboarding. That's something else. <laughs> <laughs> as we, as an American, I was we love s- waterboarding. I was going to say the other quintessentially American sport of waterboarding, <laughs> <laughs> but only people that aren't white. So... <laughs> Again, quintessentially American. Yeah, so they're escaping because... Uh, they get chased, sorry, by the police jet... The school police yeah. jet ski, which is apparently... <laughs> He's a, a truancy officer on a jet ski. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so two questions. What One... a waste of taxpayer dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. School police <laughs> and jet ski. I'm moving to fucking Hawaii, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think the better question is... is do truancy officers exist? Yes, they do. Do they ride jet skis? Maybe? In Hawaii, they might. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii. I don't know enough about Hawaii to give a, a good answer. It just made me laugh that, I mean, they're not called truancy officers, though. They're called school police. And I just thought that was, that's like what a toddler would call them. <laughs> the school police. Uh, yeah, so they managed to apparently escape the police by smashing into them, which is an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. But um, they get caught in the end, and they get sent to their dad's office, and their dad's obviously rich businessman. Uh, Apologies for this reference, Chris, but he reminded me a lot of Alan Sugar. <laughs> yeah, we said we're going to try and get as many British references in as possible so that you don't know what we're on about. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But I will He's... tell you this, Eric Braden, who plays their dad, is actually like a really well-known soap opera actor in the United States. You could tell he was a soap opera actor, to be fair, because he's not very good. Uh, I mean, you know, let me put it this way. If I'm an actor and I get into a soap opera, that's like free money, right? Yeah, to be I fair. I mean, you, you never have to do anything. You just go and say, oh, this is my twin. He killed me. 
As a uh, as a guy with a drama degree, I'm just jealous because I didn't get onto EastEnders. So yeah. <laughs> that's a British soap, by the way. Uh, yeah, I watched some YouTube videos where they were talking about EastEnders. I don't. So it's like a British. It's like the British equivalent of The Young and the Restless. When I was at uni in first year, I lived um, with a guy who was dating a girl from America, and the way she put it was she couldn't believe the difference between English and American soaps, where American soaps are all about glamorous people having a massively over-the-top flamboyant lifestyle and it's all very well lit and they all live in mansions whereas every soap in england is about like a builder yeah. and a guy that works in a garage working um, class people working in living in shitholes getting themselves blown up in gas leaks <laughs> and uh like just punching each other for no reason and yeah. it's like it's very different. She said as well, like, the weirdest part of it was the fact that in a British soap, it looks like real life. And there's no, like, they'll they'll shoot a scene in a front room and it will just be lit like a real front room. So you can't fucking see anything on screen. Whereas in America, they just throw, everyone's got shit loads of makeup on and they've got these huge lights on them to make everything look glamorous. Whereas we're just like, nah, fuck it, it's real. To be fair, I'd much rather watch that than what we have here in the States, which is just like complete and utter, like, I'm watching my shows. Like, okay. Me and Kirsty, we only watch um, EastEnders once a year and they always have a Christmas special and there's always someone that is so... One character will be so depressed that either they die or they will kill someone else every Christmas. <laughs> and it's brilliant because everyone in the country can sit down, watch this happen, and know that the, in this fake world, everyone's having a shitter Christmas than we are. Yep. And it's <laughs> brilliant. Wow. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll literally broadcast it 7 o'clock on Christmas Day. Yeah, before the watershed. So like when all the kids are still up, they'll just sit there and watch someone jump off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Merry fucking Christmas! <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Eric Braden has been on The Young and the Restless for 39 years. Wow. I was like Ken Barlow then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep it up with your British references. I have to fucking close. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to bother explaining. It'll take too he's long. Just like, he's just like that. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. He's just like Paul Hollywood. Uh, that's a British person well done uh, he's just like Mary Berry and oh, Noel Fielding yep, very we very good and the other one is how many more people can I name from the British baking show I don't know uh, who the other one is Tim bloody hell do you know what I think hilarious about um, what you call the Great British Baking Show in England it's called the Great British Bake Off the what's term- it used to be called yeah, but the term... In the States. Ba- oh, did it? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, the the term bake-off is not a term that existed over here. It's kind of an Americanism. So I think it's hilarious that once it's gone over to America, they took out the Americanism and just called it a baking show. <laughs> but maybe... Well, I mean, it's, maybe it's, it's, it's a right one word thing. away from being called a jack-off. So. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was a, a rights thing then if it used to be called the bake-off, because it changed... Ownership over here, so it could be a rights thing. Yeah, as as a as 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 two British or gentlemen from over the pond, do you guys like the new hosts of the show? I love the new hosts of the show. Okay, so do I. Did you like Mel and Sue before then? No, (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't. I, I honest to God didn't find their banter funny. 
I'm sure they are funny, but I didn't find their banter funny. They've got a very, very subtle, very British sense of humour that a lot of people like, a lot of people don't. But I love... Have you ever seen a show called The Mighty Boosh? I'm old Greg and I've got a mangina. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Noel Fielding. I mean, when I heard that Noel Fielding was going to be a host on the show, all I could think was, yes, this makes sense. Perfect sense, actually. We have a great panel show over here as well called QI, which I don't know if you've seen over there. I have. Yeah. So Sandy Toxvig on on that is just brilliant. To be honest, though, I've stopped watching the... Great British Bake Off now, because the actual baking part's just boring me now. I love all the people that are on it. Well, it's also, it seems to be moving more towards an American British, or an American baking show. And they're focusing more on, like, the drama, and, like, I don't care about that. Yeah, the times that they're given to make anything get shorter and shorter and shorter until it's just ridiculous, and there's no way that... It's like when they're making fucking ice cream in the middle of summer in a tent, like, fuck off. Uh, make this three-tier cake in five minutes. What? Go now. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Anyway. De- so meet so meet the Deedle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Dad sends him to camp. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was really annoyed at this point. And, but I'm glad that the film veers off very quickly from this idea of these kids getting sent to camp. Because this is the third film from the 1990s that we've watched for this show, which is about going to summer camp yes but luckily they never get there so that was fun for, well it's for also me. like a fi- it's also another one of those like disney fish out of water things yeah because uh, yeah, steve boyum the guy who directed this movie the next movie he directed is almost the exact same like setup it's johnny tsunami which is a kid from hawaii who goes to vermont right and it's like okay. the same thing a, a kid from hawaii goes to somewhere where there's snow Right. Okay. I think I've seen that back in the day. The name definitely rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. (laughs) That's next on the decombobulated list then. Ugh, jeez. Your your next thing on decombobulated should be Under Wraps, the first Disney Channel original movie. It is bizarre. I really want to watch... um, Oh, what is it? The house, Smart House, but it's not. Oh, sm- I mean, everybody loves Smart House. It's not available over here, so uh, I'll have to wait till Disney Plus drops, and then hopefully it'll be on that, which we don't get until the thirty-first of March <laughs> of next year. Of yeah. next year, yeah. Holy shit balls! Every time I see a Mandalorian spoiler, I scream. I mean, you mean every time you see a picture of our god and our god savior, Baby Yoda? That's the one. I love Baby Yoda. Who doesn't? Baby Yoda will not be available to watch legally in the UK <laughs> till thirty first of March, but you can buy the merchandise in British stores already. Hell yeah, bro! Makes sense. Fuck Baby Yoda. <laughs> Whoa! So many people just turned this podcast off. <laughs> Good. Baby Yoda is our religion. We didn't need them. They can piss off. <laughs> piss off back to the Mandalorian and your Baby Yoda Piss off love. back to Tatooine where you belong. <laughs> right. Where were we? Yeah, funny enough, a camp's called Camp Broken Spirits. Yeah. Just like you've got to. I have always, always these days. Um, and they'd been driven there by um, this crazy Nam vet that is friends with their dad, apparently. Uh, Mr. Nightmare. Or was that his name? <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible with names in this podcast. Major Major Flowers, otherwise known as MC Ganey, who always plays these like very grizzled, like weirdo nom vet <laughs> nom vet character. I mean, there's yeah. your typecasting right there. 
But yeah, he decide he tells them that um, basically the camp doesn't exist anymore because the parents of the kids there um, got it shut down because it was so extreme. So he's basically going to take them on some survival training himself and essentially drives off a cliff instead. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm shocked you guys overlooked the the scene of them in the airport terminal in supposedly Jackson Hole, Wyoming, making their drinks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, <laughs> so the drink is guava, orange juice, pineapple juice, a re- <laughs> okay, this is, okay, so that, that you're okay up until that point. A Ricola, yes, the cough drop, a Mentos, and then they light it on fire. Well, yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't think that anyone would actually drink that. I'm glad that you could tell us that it was a cough drop because we d- didn't. I didn't get that reference. We don't no, have them no, over here. Either. No. <laughs> you guys don't have Ricolas over there. Oh no! Shit! Yeah, we do. The ones that come in a little box. It's so. like in a yellow packaging. It's the like the uh, the Switzerland one where the guy is like yeah. I think yodeling. we do actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll get. I, I just don't understand like what the what the basis for this was because it's like why are you just putting cough drops in a drink i suppose that's in, to replace booze since they're only supposed to be yeah. 18 maybe. yeah it's much more acceptable to be addicted to cough medicine <laughs> right that's yeah. definitely not bad for you <laughs> they drive off this cliff um, and smash into the the camp of these two girls um, who were having a bath in a hot spring at the time they hit a, their car crashes into a boulder and they literally CGI fly out of the roof of this vehicle and fall into a river. <laughs> Literally fly through the air. It's the, like 40 feet into the air. It's a bit over the top, this film, isn't it? Yeah, so by rights, they should be dead within the first five minutes. But they're not. Yes, importantly. <laughs> and they, they managed to get separated from the Nam vet, so they've escaped him, essentially. Um, and they're really cold. Uh, there's this bit where they they pretend they're acting like they're really cold from the water, but this whole scene they've been wearing their uh, wetsuits, so that should have kept them warm. Theoretically, theoretically, that's what they're for. I've seen people in fucking Cleethorpes Beach in six degrees going out in their wetsuits and be fine, or as you'd say, like ninety degrees Fahrenheit or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, we're we're the dumb ones here, not you. Guys. <laughs> We are the dummies here, not you. Well, yeah, in, in all cases, so that's fine. Yeah, literally, all <laughs> cases. To be fair, though, you guys do have Boris Johnson, so... Oh, God, yeah. The, yeah. Ro- the, 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 sta- the, the rock you were standing on has sunk a little bit. So, uh, in fact, me and Chris, we've got to go vote tomorrow it's, it's morning, tomorrow. but this episode's not going out until the middle of January, so <laughs> shall we make our uh, predictions now, Chris, or shall we... We're all fucked. <laughs> Welcome to the new nightmare. Well, I mean, yeah. t- today Glad was to join you. just to date this podcast very much. Today, this morning was the morning where Boris Johnson hid from the press in a fridge. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to be our prime minister again. That's that's fun, isn't it? You well, welcome to what we've been dealing with here for the last almost four years yeah. now. So we've, God bless us, everyone. We've got our own uh, Trump Junior now. So cool. <laughs> we actually have a Trump Junior, though. That's true. That's yeah. true. At least, Multiple. At least we, yeah, we actually have. At least we've uh, only got one. <laughs> d- d- was anyone else disturbed by the fact that these dudes were just like, just like stealing women's clothing? A little bit. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's there's questionable morals throughout this film. I'd say. Yeah. So they they steal the clothes from these girls' camp that they completely destroyed and never checked on their well being either. 
Just... Right, they were like right up back up the hill. They had to have been. <laughs> well, well, fair enough, yeah. Basically, their luggage is on uh, remote control. So they get out their electric skateboards and their luggage to uh, drive off to, well, wherever, I guess. <laughs> Just... Well, they saw like a... They're, try- they're trying to go home. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're trying to go home because they... They're like, all right, well, that didn't work out, so let's just go home and drink our uh, cough drop drinks again. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what he says. He'd go back home, kick it out on the beach, and drink some uh, hulas. It's like, okay. Should they be operating those skateboards under the influence of <laughs> medication? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we get... Showing what happens next? No. <laughs> yeah, so we get one of our... First sort of extreme sport montage, well, second extreme sport montage of them going down the hill. They very narrowly escape smashing into a Bavarian circus truck, which keeps <laughs> coming up, popping up throughout the film. Um, an elephant escapes, a lion escapes, a bear in a hat escapes. I'm led to believe he's some kind of famous bear, this bear. Apparently so. I read on IMDb. It was quite a famous bear that died two years later, something like that, but it being all sorts of films before then. Bart the Bear, yeah. Are you aware of his uh, body of work, Chris? Uh, Has he been in a soap opera? <laughs> uh, no, he hasn't. Uh, not yet, at least. I'd really but, like to uh, see them try and get all the makeup on him yeah. for that. <laughs> what would the soap opera be called? Like, As for Bear Turns? Or... <laughs> Grin and bear it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, a fish here, a fish there. <laughs> a fish here, a fish there. Oh, look, there's a bear. <laughs> Uh, no, that that bear was a quote-unquote, I guess, famous bear. I don't know, sure. I do, I'll, I'll tell you though, the Bavarian, like, zookeeper is absolutely one of my favorite bits in the entire movie. It's so bizarre. It's very odd, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's trying to round up his animals. Then we wake up in the hospital ward. Nerd Deedle takes out his intravenous drip and squirts it in Hot Deedle's face. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't really ready for that in this film. It's a bit weird, that. There's a lot of, like, really weird stuff in this movie that is not... I wouldn't say is indicative of a film that has the Disney logo opening before Absolutely. It. This... Like, like maybe a Buena Vista film, but not, like, a straight-up Walt Disney picture. Yeah. It feels, like, so completely different to anything we've watched on this podcast, in my opinion. Well, there's one notable thing later on, which we'll get to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one. There's one specific thing in this movie that I every time I see it, I'm like, "You did that in a kids movie?" Oh, oh, god. Yeah, yes, yeah, well, I, I know what you're all, on about. I think we all know about. Yeah. Kirsty walked in to me watching this film just as this happened, and I had to reverse it and be like, "Watch the fuck out of this. What is <laughs> what is happening?" Uh, maybe we're not in this. Maybe we're not talking about the same scene. I'm curious when we when we get to our three perspective scenes. I'm going to be curious what they are because okay, okay. I don't know if we're all talking about the same thing. <laughs> uh, don't you like how they talk about how the nurse uh, essentially was checking him out while undressing? Well, him? yeah. The note I made was sexual harassment. Nurse arrives, who's <laughs> 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 checking them out under the covers and stuff. Pulls them up by the lip as well, which is. Uh, not very hygienic for a nurse. Yes, so Lieutenant Ryan um, is apparently on her way by helicopter, which is a sexy lady. Yes. <laughs> she is also the Countess of Devon in real life, so that's a thing. The Countess so, of Devon? What? Look that up. Yeah, for real. That's an us place. One second. <laughs> that's a you guys thing. That's a not us. That's a you guys what thing. What the fuck? In the game, we have Countesses and 
princesses of all sorts of places. We've got so many, we don't know where to put them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, now she is referred to as the Countess of Devon, so... Was that... Do you think that was through marriage? Let's... Oh, it was It was definitely through marriage. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> just the, yeah. One day she's like, the next person who walks through that door is the Countess of Devon. <laughs> oh, hi. No, you, it was definitely through You laugh, marriage. but that's how it works half the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean... Yes. Do those titles matter? No, not good really. Job, it just means that she's about twenty fifth to the uh, throne. That's all. It requires a lot of people dying in the meantime. So you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm the Earl of Asswich. So basically, being a countess or an earl or things these days means either you live in a house that doesn't have a roof anymore, or you own a zoo. That's basically <laughs> what it means. <laughs> the fuck? Because because all of the uh, the finer families. All the rich places have finally started to run out of money. They have to, their high, their big grand houses either fall to pieces or they have to stick something in the back garden to make people come and look at them. So it's either they're living in a decrepit old pile of bricks or they've opened an amusement park in their uh, back garden, like Alton Towers. Yeah, that's uh, an old country house. Yeah, that's sure literally it why it's called Alton Towers. The the Smiler is that what we're talking about? Oh yeah, did you hear about the uh, accident? Oh, I a know few years all ago? about the Smiler. Yeah. <laughs> The Smiler, otherwise known as the Delimmer, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you're not smiling after you get off it. <laughs> nope, uh, it's kind of hard to smile when you have no arm and a leg. So, so yeah, Lieutenant Ryan is on her way, and um, we cut to a quick scene of the two girls from earlier stuck up a tree and um, being chased by a lion, and we learn that basically they were na- naturalists. That were intending on... Or be, be the next rec- uh, police recruits. Uh, I think specifically for the whole gopher case that we're about to get into. Yes, for Rangers for Yellowstone Park. Yes. Um, not Jellystone Park, which is not real, but... Uh, Doesn't Yogi Bear live there? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's an ongoing joke throughout the film is that um, uh, Hot Deedle can't remember which park he works at. Um I mean, again, I just... This movie's so dumb. So they decide to... Make uh, of this picnic basket. (laughs) Picnic. (laughs) So their grand plan is that rather than go home, they're going to graduate as these park rangers and pretend to be Mel and Moe, who should be turning up, um, but they... For all they know, murdered. So, <laughs> yeah, for all they know, they don't worry about the fact that they're those two could have been like squished underneath the car. They decide that their get-out plan, if anyone finds out, will be to say that they've both got amnesia, just in case anyone uh, has anything to pin on them. And yeah, so then this is when Jesse Ryan turns up and turns out she's a hottie. A well, of course, yes. <laughs> because because you need one in these kind of films. Would either of you like to be the Deedle in her haystack? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow. some of the lines in this movie are just uh yeah yikes yikes uh, yeah and this is where we find out that they've got a prairie dog problem and these two mel and mo were supposed to be the specialists that were going to rid yellowstone park of its prairie dogs they've got one week of training and then they will graduate on Sunday, and then that's the plan. And we see a shot of the prairie dogs infesting a campsite, which is pretty good, mm, in a sense. Sort of. CGI <laughs> was a bit ropey, I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. the CGI that we do get in this film is very 1998, isn't it? It is, yes. <laughs> 
Then uh, we go from there to an underground cave where we meet our villain, who is called Slater, played by Dennis Hopper. Um, and basically we learn that he's purposely controlling the prairie dogs. But at this point, we don't know why. Just think about that sentence of what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> this... Think about that sentence for just a minute this... and wait as your brain slowly leaks out of your nose. This whole film, the concept is very bizarre. Like, who fought for it and who at Disney said, yes, this is exactly what we need. It's called marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, uh, Jim Hertzfeld, who wrote the script for this film, also wrote the screenplay for Meet the Parents. So he likes films that uh, meet the yeah, <laughs> meet the parents, meet the Deedles. Okay, yeah, I guess so. so. Do you think he thinks that he's in each case he's setting up like a big genre that's gonna like a new franchise? He he writes the Meet the and then lets them out into the world for other people to continue. And yeah, I think he saw Meet the Deedles as his Harry Potter. Oh, and they just keep getting older. And... Yeah, seven films, the, the last one splits two parts. It's this massive epic. I mean, I would watch that. Why didn't we get that? <laughs> uh, well, I, I... they would have had to have ended at some point because Paul Walker's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're getting back as a ghost, like Harry Potter. Yeah, it's Meet the Deedles Afterlife. Do you know what? I would rather, much rather watch a full uh, Deedles cinematic universe than any more of these fucking Fantastic Beast films. Oh, well, I mean, is... the last one was so good. Um... <laughs> I didn't even know. No, it. it was not. It was awful, <laughs> for fuck's sake. It was as convoluted and bullshit as this film. At least this movie doesn't have Johnny Depp. No, exactly. Yeah, true, yep. Right, so yeah, the Deedles, they get their new duds. They've got the Park Ranger uniforms. Uh, they get their information booklets and... Flicking through it, they see a picture of some guy and they ask who he is. And it's a picture of Dennis Hopper. They basically tell him that he, he was the head ranger. The attendance of the park was getting very low. So he attempted to restart a geyser, um, uh, which ended up hospitalizing six tourists. So he got fired. So we know for defo that he's a bad guy. Then from here, we go underground back to his uh, secret lair where we learn that he's the way he's controlling the prairie dogs is through a big drill which he calls a liquid kibble injector just i was gonna make a really off color joke it's probably not worth it we can always edit it out <laughs> that's what i call my dick that is not what i call my dick it is definitely not the liquid kibble injector the question now becomes, where do they get liquid kibble from? I thought the whole point of kibble was that it was dry. Right, yeah, that's my point. Do they, like, soak it and then <laughs> take the water that they... Um, this is... Oh, my God. They basically make kibble soup and then stick it Oh, uh, yeah, stick it kibble in soup. And then they strain it. That would work for the Great British Bake Off. I'd... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to make kibble soup? Oh, there's a soggy bottom on this kibble soup tart. Oh, God. There's something very mighty boosh about that. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the fact that Robert England is in this movie. Who? Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger? Oh, that's Chris's uh, department, that one. Certainly, yes. So, was he one of the bad guys? He's the one who reads lips. Yes. Oh, right. I did recognize that guy, but I didn't yeah. realize it was oh, Frederick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably because he hasn't got, like, seven layers of makeup on him. Or any and a lovely jumper. Did you say Frederick? <laughs> yes, yeah, Mr. Frederick Kruger. Frederick S. Kruger, Esquire. <laughs> He's the Earl of Wessex. <laughs> yeah, he might as well be. There's a Countess of Devon in this movie. Who fucking knows? 
Right, so then it's a surprisingly get... small part of him, I thought. It, it's a it, it's well, and it's what's weird is this is ninety eight, so yeah. I know, we're I know he way past Freddy Krueger at this point. Yeah, I know he sort of like got typecast and never really had any substantial roles apart from Freddy Krueger. But still, if you're getting Robert England, you sort of want to try and do something a bit bigger with him. You'd have thought. I felt like I recognised the other uh, crony as well, but I think that's because he really looked like the lead singer from the B-52s. <laughs> nice. He's, uh, what was he in? He was in, uh, <clears throat> he was in Twister. Oh, yeah, yeah, ah, of course. Right, yeah. I think he plays, like, the dad in Twister. Yeah, he's not, I mean, look, like, you've got Dennis Hopper, and then you've got Freddy Krueger, so, in my mind, it was like, you should have had one or the other and not both. Instead of Freddy versus Jason, rather than Freddy versus Dennis Hopper. I think... <laughs> Freddy versus Slater? Yeah. Fred- Freddy versus Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be brilliant. I mean, again, Super Mario Brothers movie is a classic. I was in um, a Garden Centre the other day, and in their Christmas section, they had some toy dinosaurs that walked when you pressed a button, and they walked to the song Walk the Dinosaur, specifically the... Super Mario Brothers movie uh, remix. A cri- <laughs> and I, if they weren't 30 quid, I was having one of them. A Christmas section in February. Kayfabe, Tim. Kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> My God! Don't break Kayfabe! Don't do it! <laughs> this is the curtain call here right now. Yeah. You guys are breaking Kayfabe. Oh, oh, shit. Just start hooking him for a regular minute. The jig is up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, so yeah, they go to the mess hall um, where they are introduced by another character which we've not mentioned yet, which is Captain Pine, who is the you didn't say it right. grumpy old guy who runs the, the... You gotta say it right, come on, say it right. Why, what was his full name? Captain Pine! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I've seen this movie too many times. <laughs> Just kill me now. Just just put me out to podcasting past your place. Okay, so it's been really great having Chris on as a guest. Uh... <laughs> and get fucked by her. Bye bye. Yeah, so um, we learn a bit more about these um, Mel and Mo characters that they're pretending to be. They work for the Peace Corps on rat infestation control, um, and they are both naturalists. So they only eat food from Mother Nature. Um, so the staff bring them both a big tray of live bugs to eat, which is very uh, I'm a celeb, I thought. Mm. That's another British reference. Yeah, I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit here quietly. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, I there's do, a TV I, show in England called I'm a Celebrity, Getting Me Out of Here. And what they... Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. they basically just go to the jungle and have to eat live bugs yeah, and shit. Right. So it's like Bear, it's like bear Grylls, Kind, but with celebrities. Yes. Like, Cross with Big Brother. Like, yeah, yeah. They live in a big, like a Big Brother enclosure house, but it's actually the jungle, and they actually have to eat kangaroo anuses. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, it's been a while for I'll me. Tell but... you, I'll tell you this much: what's weird about this scene? Just because you eat directly from nature doesn't mean you literally eat like pine cones. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't actually eat a pine cone. Like, there is no liter- there's no logical reason for you to stick a pine cone in your mouth and try to eat it. Like, in 1998, people would probably have totally believed this. Part yeah, of but about to vegan, you mean you eat pine cones and worms? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, um, they 
And and in ninety eight they didn't have a way to background check these two people either. No, they just say they are who they are and everyone believes them. <laughs> yeah, because surely they must have realised, hang on a minute, you two aren't women. What's going on? <laughs> well no, they make a big deal of the fact because they're called Mel and Mo, they didn't know if they were going to be women or not when they turned up. Yeah, but surely they'll have some information, some basics. I know you, you think can't... they'd sign it Mrs. or Miss. <laughs> I, I know you can't like put gender on like your CV and all that lot, but surely afterwards, <laughs> you know, afterwards you've got to assume some information. Yeah, never mind. Then we cut to them outside because apparently, being nature naturalists, sorry, they also can't live in a house, so they've got to make their own uh, tent and make a fire. Then the next morning, Lieutenant. Ryan finds them basically asleep in their luggage um, because they couldn't build the tent. Yeah, you just say as well, like, oh, it could be worse, could be raining, so it starts snowing. Yeah. (laughs) In the middle of summer. Then the next morning they're taken out hiking um, where they go abseiling. In a other version of this film, this would have been them really not enjoying themselves, but because they're into their extreme sports, they do all right at this bit, and uh, we get another... Like Scarpunk montage of them coming down the cliff. Hey, climber, pull my finger. <laughs> yeah, just fighting in each other's faces and stuff. Boy, the 90s were a simpler time. Is it just me at this point? Are they just absolute dickheads or is it just me? Oh, yeah, they're absolute dickheads. <laughs> and I don't think that changes at any point, <laughs> to be honest, even by the end. I, I mean, but it, be- it begs the question, though, right? Because this film is very much... I think the best comparison for this film is like... Bill and Ted's Children's Adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of that. It's... Are Bill and Ted dickheads in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Not as to a degree, much. but yeah. they're still likable. I don't find either of these two likable. Yeah, just... I think uh, with Bill and Ted, it was very much that late eighties, early nineties sort of attitude thing. Whereas here, it feels a lot more forced. And like what people, like older people, think young, the young kids of the late nineties acted like. Sure. So it feels more manufactured. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It, it, like, these are like X Games, Tony Hawk, pro skater, cool dudes. Through the through the filter of, like, Dumb and Dumber and Bill and Ted. Yeah, and like a bit, bit of Wayne's World. The, it's actually through the lens of uh, Disney corporatism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's chasing yeah. a trend for the sake of it. Mm. And uh, yeah. having looked at the figures, it didn't work, because... I think I think the film cost something around the sort of thirty million dollars to make, and uh, only grossed four million at the box office. So, oh dear! You see, when I watched this, I didn't realize this was a theatrical release until after I read up about it afterwards. I assumed it must have been just because of how much CGI there was for the time. Yeah, but well, otherwise you would not know. And the fact it's got Dennis Hopper in it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that that for me would be the big giveaway, right, is Dennis Hopper is in the movie, yeah. so... Um, yeah, so whilst they're abseiling, this is when uh, Hot Deedle says to uh, Captain Pine what I wouldn't give to be the Deedle in her haystack, um, which is when we find out that Captain Pine is uh, Lieutenant Ryan's stepdad, and he doesn't really take too kindly to that comment, does he, Chris? No. <laughs> no. So I said Chris then, didn't you I? You did, yeah. Threw us off. <laughs> no, uh, we're, we're both in agreement. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he blows his top at that. Then we see them too yeah. hungry. Yep. So they go to uh, confiscate food at the West Gate from people entering the park. <laughs> yeah, eat silver contraband. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. Like, literally stealing grandma's birthday cakes yeah. and shit. This reminded me of Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Uh, if you've ever seen that, anyone? Are you talking about? Are we wait. Are we talking about the first live action Scooby Doo movie? No, uh, this is the animated one from uh, 1998. 
Um, same no. year. Yeah, it's the same year. Uh, where, like for live action films, they have the Scooby uh, gang that all like split up, and then for some reason, Shaggy and Scooby Doo are working uh, at like um, the TSA or whatever it's called. And all the crunch band is like massive wheels of cheese and like <laughs> and sausages. So just Not needles and drugs. Yeah, and uh, so they eat it and they all get fired. I mean, I I do I think this bit is one of the more inspired bits in the movie. Like actually, like kind of clever. Yeah, it kind of follows on like cause and effect. The the logic of it works and is funny. <laughs> but this is probably yeah. the only bit of the film where that can be said. <laughs> They steal Twinkies from, like, Japanese tourists and Jello from kids in the back of a van. Yeah. Like. Then the next scene, uh, we go to Captain Pine's office, and he's on the phone to Superintendent Chalmers, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's asking how the prairie dog situation... If He is asking if they were having steamed hams. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said we were having steamed hams. Steamed hams, but it's oh. prairie dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I thought you said steamed. Ha- I said steamed hams. It's a Utica expression. <laughs> so they lie to him and say that everything's going well, even though it's not. Um, and with that, the office completely collapses because there are pee dogs underneath. You forgot to mention another instance of the animals from the zoo truck. From they keep popping up, don't they? He goes, he goes, he goes, hey, lie. And he goes, Dumbo's walking outside and a, a an actual elephant walks behind in the, in the background. <laughs> it's just, if, all the way through the film, there's these random little cutaways to the animals doing their shit. Isn't right, there? there is a surprising amount going on in some scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. It's one of those very hard films to write about um, as you're watching it because you really don't, everything is happening so quick. You don't know what is vital information and what is just fluff. <laughs> Then what happens? Uh, well, we establish you know, there's Dennis Hopper again, Maniku laughing because the house has just been knocked over because yeah. of all the uh, pee dogs. But then, then he gets delivered the paper by his uh, crony, uh, the newspaper, and it says in it that prairie dog experts have been hired. So he is a bit worried and a bit angry that they're going to, you know, spoil his fun. But never mind that. Here's Paul Walker somehow setting a helicopter off by pressing one button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Could Please. you imagine if that was how, like, a helicopter or an airplane works? Like, whoops, yeah. shouldn't press that. So, Lieutenant Ryan's <laughs> just washed the uh, the camp helicopter, and, yeah, t- she's off to go get something to dry it with, and he decides the rotor blades will do enough of a good job um so without any training he sets off this helicopter and then base uh, lieutenant ryan has to literally mount him to then get inside to uh to turn it off yeah not for the only time this film <laughs> yeah you should call her the countess of devon let's be honest <laughs> i want to know if she was countess at this point she can't have been sure no no she wasn't but she's going to be the countess in Absolutely. our hearts forever then we... She's ascending that throne <laughs> of our hearts. <laughs> yeah, right. Then the we go to the Deedles camp again, um, where Nerdbro has basically found information about some chemical weapons mm. that they then decide that they're going to use to sort out the prairie dogs. Operation Gastro Castro. And then there's, a, there's another bit where they're looking through the binoculars and they see the elephant again. Um, so the film really doesn't want you to forget that there's these circus animals out there, does it? Mm. <laughs> then we go back to Hopper's den, 
and there's this he's reading a pop-up book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you put this in your notes. I am so glad you put this in your notes. You don't understand. Is his character supposed to be a literal mental it doesn't make any like it's just a literally a sight gag for one second and it's just fucking brilliant again this is probably the only bit of the film that made me go like what and actually laugh i don't get it i don't get it though no i don't get it but it's funny (laughs) and that's my kind of humor half the time (laughs) but um then he's he's got this massive bank of screens and he spots the deedles um so he is obviously aware of them now and knows who he's after then we go to the Deedles making their chemical weapon um, whilst feeding Red uh, red Vine to their new friend Petey the P, the P Dog. Yep. So, I imagine that's dog spelled D A W G. Oh, yes, that's what I've written it as. With his na dog, na D A W G Z, bro. <laughs> yes. Z. We need, we need a few Z's in there. That's the plural, obviously. Yeah, of course. P Dow. But uh, so we get a good. Uh, trope for our series which is a bit of animal cruelty because i'm pretty sure a prairie dog should not be eating sweets probably not no um, and also they've drawn a massive black ring around the prairie dog's eye so that he is recognizable as the character Petey the pea dog in in future scenes so that's not very good of them either um and it turns out that the chemical that gas that they're making is not deadly it's basically a laxative gas so they throw it down into Hopper's hole, where one, <laughs> where one of his. Okay, maybe walk that back. A bit. No, I'm sticking to what I said. They throw the fart gas down his hole, um, <laughs> where um, one of his cronies is, who, who then farts so vigorously that it throws the fart. It throws the fart grenade. The fart forces the pea dog out of and the, the hole. Yeah, and the prairie dog. Who then chases a bus, gasses a bus, and all the people run out to shit themselves. <laughs> then, over the desk of the captain, who's had to put his desk outside, the gas then gets all the pigeons in the tree who all shit on his head at once. <sighs> yeah, why not? Poopy and farty is funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of like toilet humor in this movie that doesn't land well. No, though I do like the image of one of the characters getting off the bus and putting their hat over their butt, <laughs> <laughs> as if you're going to be able to contain all the shit coming out of your asshole with a cowboy hat. With his pants still on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the pants still on. Then we get back down into Hopper's bunker, where one of his cronies, uh, Freddy Krueger, is doing some lip reading. Um, who then sees that the Deedles are in trouble with the boss man because of all the pigeon shit. But that's kind of it. That's that's the whole point of that scene. It's a bit... I mean, you're not talking about Robert England's hilarious lip reading? <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> oh my god. It's not a very good bit, really, is it? it, don't... <laughs> it, it the, the joke is that he's misreading the words with other words, but it's not funny. I'm farting to wonder bra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very dad joke. Then we get another Yogi Bear joke where they're in they're driving one of the Jeeps and they're talking about how Yogi Bear doesn't exist and then they go past the circus bear that's holding a picnic basket. So uh, <laughs> it had to happen. Yeah. It was alright. 
the bad guys have put a roadblock, so they have to stop the car and get out to move the roadblock. Where I thought that was road beavers. <laughs> well, that's what they say. Uh, <laughs> then, whilst they're sorting that, the bad guy clips the brake fluid line so that they're obviously going to fall off a cliff again. Another cliff, a but third one. The note that I'd put was, you know, fuck it, there was no tension for us as an audience because they've already survived one crash. And they do again. They survive another crash by literally just landing the buggy as it falls off a cliff. It's Homer Simpson jumping over Springfield Gorge. Yeah, and then uh, they do it so well that they then turn around, rev it, and jump, it jump straight back over the, <laughs> the cap. Um, Extreme bruh. Yeah, and then we, we get to see... The real experts are getting out of the tree finally, so they're probably on their way to Yellowstone. Then we're in town. Come on, Chris. Is, is this where? I, I like just like the, the like. I love the amount of just like resentment. Voice, just like, and then <laughs> well, we're in no, town. it's like would this movie ever fucking? This film end? like halfway through. <laughs> if it wasn't for the notes, I would not be able to talk about this film at all because I cannot remember what's happened, even though I saw. Uh, you know, 75% of the film today. <laughs> it's just... So, okay then. So if the next bit we get Paul Walker, uh, he eats a Twinkie and then uh, chats up Lieutenant Jesse again. He gulps down a Twinkie. Yeah. He swallows a Twinkie hole. Symbolism. I was going to say, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> you guys aren't going to bring up the Mizzing Lowen like, poster thing that's, like, a, just a horrible stereotype? The what, sorry? So, so there's a point where, again, it's this, like, this, this, like, reoccurring joke of the, like, the Bavarian truck driver with the zoo goes and puts a poster up outside of, like, the convenience store that they're at, and it's all in, like, it's, like, Swedish chef talk, so instead of saying missing lion, it says missing lowen, and it has, like, all of this, like, really broken, stereotypical, like, like Bavarian German talk on it. It is Shit. just like I, I, I completely missed that scene. No, I I, I saw it. I didn't get it. All right, <laughs> but, but, but I forgot about it. Ah, so is that what it was? I think so, by that point in the film, I'd forgotten how to read, so it didn't so, matter what it said on it. Your your IQ was slowly lowering while watching the film. Written language had fallen out of my brain at that point. So basically, the joke is: what would happen if you watched the Swedish Chef, but with just subtitles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't know if we even mentioned earlier, but Hot Deedle number one has planned a date with Lieutenant Ryan, um, and the, he's panicking because the whole point of the date is him teaching her how to eat live bugs, which he doesn't want to do. So, but then luckily he spots a candy insect company van, which is apparently a thing. Well, chocolate cigarettes used to be a thing, so why not? <laughs> I just think it's funny the idea that like a candy company that only does insect-related candy. <laughs> like, I mean, what could you get out of that? Like, I don't know, uh, you know those like chocolate cat pills you can buy at Marks and Spencers. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> is that like is that like uh, flourishing bots? Like, is that like from Harry Potter? Are you guys talking about Harry Potter again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, More yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> is this in Diagon Alley? They all look like all the customers look like uh, wizened old, uh, <laughs> old crazies. So yeah, is that where you guys got some Cornettos? <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Kirsty ever 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 
goes to the shop and asks me if I want anything, no matter what time of year, I always have to say a Cornetto. Is that because of Shaun of the Dead? Absolutely. Of course. The, Corn- <laughs> <laughs> the Cornetto you trilogy. You from the shop? Cornetto. <laughs> it's literally been, you know, probably been 15 years and I still say it to this day. Yeah. Are you from shop? Cornetto. <laughs> She'll, she'll sometimes she'll beat me to it and say, "Do you want anything with your cornetto?" <laughs> but you know what? Fuck it. After fifteen years, never bought me a cornetto. Well, oh well. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't turn one down if she actually bought one for a laugh. Oh, I really want a hey, cornetto man. now. That's, yeah, still, that's still a great. That's still a great gag. It still holds up. Damn right. Keep saying it. <laughs> Maybe someday you'll get one. Maybe. Then, then next bit we get a weird sort of convoluted bit where they're gonna use the Deedles are gonna rub <laughs> deep heat onto all the prairie dogs so that they can track them thermally. Which <laughs> don't think it works that well. <laughs> <laughs> so that they can see it from space. Yeah, <laughs> it's not nuclear. It's not... Good advert for deep heat, though. Yeah, um... you're saying it wrong. It's nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> So they put it on the Peter P dog and don't really like it. And then suddenly they go to a how would you describe it? Like, like a fire building class. Yes. Which just came out of nowhere for me. It's just like what? They, they do this now? It's the first point of where you actually see them doing rangery shit, isn't it? Yes it is, yeah. What? Well, other than stealing food from tourists. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Hot Deedle ends up with his ass on fire because he's an idiot. Of course, of course. Um and then a Smokey the Bear parody comes out. Um, <laughs> it's Rap Master Sparky. Yes. <laughs> but um, I thought it was quite interesting because I'm pretty sure that Disney uh, created Smokey the Bear. So Yeah, but they're taking the piss here, aren't they? So, yeah, so they're kind of taking the piss out of themselves at this point. Yeah. But I think the uh, like the gag is that at this stage, 1998, everyone realises all those raps that appeared... Yeah, if that white guys did between like the years nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety four, a bit old hat now. Yeah, yeah. Because the kids are booing him. Yes, and stuff. yeah. Um, like boo, no, we like Lib Biscuit now. Boo, we want He Man. <laughs> <laughs> now a, perf- that, a perfectly too dated of was, a reference. I was going to say the perfectly dated reference. You were dissing me for my burning of CDs a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> we want He Man. <laughs> I thought it was a. I thought we were doing like a Ghostbusters two thing. Come on, <laughs> we see the um, bad guys in the trees behind them, and they're going to shoot at Smokey the Bear. And no, they're going to kill him. Yeah, they're going to murder him. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> but they're then attacked by a real bear, so they don't get to do that. Exit pursued by a bear. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Chris. Shakespeare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have Shakespeare over in America. Do no, they, they don't. No. Not cultured enough. Uh, Probably for the best. I I thought it was, uh, let's (laughs) boo-boo. Is that not what... No, I thought we were just quoting Edgar Wright movies at this point. Let's boo-boo. Which is that from? That's from... That is... That's... So in The World's End, they talk about exit pursued by a bear. Ah. And then that just... Because they keep bastardizing, it just becomes... All right, let's boob. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell, I've not seen that film in like five, six years. Now. I was going to say that's my least favourite of the trilogy, but yeah, so I, I've, I've probably only seen it about three times. Yeah, know? I've like, I, that's, I watched Sean and Dead the Hot Fuzz all the time. World's End I liked, but I've only seen it twice. It was the first movie that my friend Kyle got credited for, so I remember having to sit like through the credits waiting for his name to come oh, up. Well, what do you do? 
Uh, I honestly can't remember. He's, he's an actor or no? Um, he works behind the scenes. He's um, he's a very computery guy. I thought he used. To, I used to think he worked in the actual CGI department, but I think he does proper back end CG stuff. But he's right. been he's been credited in the last two Star Wars movies as well, which is really cool. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what about the World's End. It is my favorite of the three now, but that is because. I have appreciated it more the older I've gotten. Mm. Yeah, it's all about being a bit older, isn't it? So maybe Yeah, I'm it's not... about like getting old and like your friend group and like maybe you being the one that doesn't grow up and all that. I think <laughs> as the, it's the most <laughs> As the two people from our friendship group that are still left in our hometown. I think me and Chris should probably watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Probably. You know, like you 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 really should cuz I think like I think you guys would appreciate it a lot more than when you watched it a long time ago. We'll finally get you drinking after watching that film if you get too depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. So, yeah, they finally get on this date. Uh, Lieutenant Ryan isn't fooled by these gummy sweets, but she thinks the reason he's trying to fool her is because he doesn't think she can handle it. So they kind of have a standoff where she grabs a whole handful of real worms, but they both eat them. Um, Lady in the Tramp style, romantically, with a worm from mouth to mouth as they go in to kiss, which is... Um, Romantic. A, it's a thing that happened on, in the film. Yes. <laughs> but then she then turns round and is a big tease and says that she barely knows him. And it's like, she's the one that's been going on about how it was a date this whole time. Yeah. But uh, just one kiss and she, uh, you know, she changed her mind Second on that. Second thoughts now, yeah. What a tease. We don't like that. No. Be straightforward. That's not very Countess of Devon. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> More like the Countess of Wessex. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, you sure. I went there, yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> then uh, we get a brilliant, a, a brilliant 90s-ism. Well, I don't even know if it is or if it was just for this film, but he says, to convince her otherwise, he says, I crave your wave. <laughs> It's this whole movie was actually an ocean spray commercial. <laughs> <laughs> then he and he just lifts up a bottle of ocean spray like in Wade's World. Ocean spray, crave <laughs> the wave. And then he just keeps spouting really moronic sort of teenage nonsense about like how he can't take her eyes off her like a roadkill and stuff. Um, but apparently this works, and she really fancies him again now. So poetic. Yeah. Then we go back to Nerd Deedle, who is at the camp. But Captain Pine turns up with the real Melon Mo, so the jig is up. Come on, Wilson, you read oh. some notes. <laughs> you, I'm getting bored. Uh, you, I mean, you, you, I, you guys, I mean, I could narrate this goddamn movie at this point. Yeah, should we just let this movie end already? <laughs> <laughs> no, so the uh, next bit. So we, we're in the home stretch, guys. We're yes, in the home it, stretch. It's almost over. The There's fi- still a decent chunk of film left, to be we're fair. We're in the final 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're over God. the hill and our brake uh, fluid has been cut yes so, <laughs> so uh, we've had the scene with Nerd Deedle and then we go back to Hot Deedle uh, quote Tim Henton not hello not me. that's yes. me yes and uh, <laughs> it, with, with uh, Lieutenant Ryan I'm wouldn't you know it for next to a cliff again but this time um, her dad her stepdad appears in the helicopter <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's one way to get her attention I mean Get your hands off my daughter! In terms of the use of resources, you know, whoever's doing accounting thinking, what, do you realise how much it costs every time to uh, 
fly a helicopter and you're doing for it for that for dramatic effect there's two different helicopters in this film as well yeah because that's like that's like a military helicopter yeah that's a massive add to the budget <laughs> I, I get one helicopter in case of someone getting lost but two yeah weird it's yellowstone guys it's like the premier national park in this country so. until trump sells it off anyway I mean, I hope so. <laughs> or until the, or until the uh, the volcano in Yellowstone explodes and like covers the entire United States in a like couple feet of ash. Which also can't wait for that. Oh to god, happen. yeah. F- fingers read, crossed for you, mate. I've read about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that. You never know; could happen any time. So, the let me just find my notes now. Edit that bit out. So, no, I will not. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, all with their helicopter, they're going to be kicked out of a uh, Yellowstone Park. And this is where the two guys who tried to shoot early on, evidently they've uh, evaded the bear for a while. They shoot up a helicopter and it causes uh, the chief to fall out of a helicopter into a river. That's, you know, sort of got like these massive waves going on and... It's rapids. Uh, yeah, the, the, if yeah, the rapids. If you know, if only there were two people that could, you know, somehow Surf? negotiate these <laughs> waves and you know rescue him. If only. If only they could negotiate it with poor CGI. <laughs> oh lord, <laughs> <laughs> the CGI in this scene is horrifying. Because basically, they've been filmed surfing real waves on the sea, and then superimposed on top of. Rapids, oh boy! Brilliant! <laughs> it looks so uncanny valley. It's it's as bad. It's as bad as you. It's like if you're imagining it awful, imagine it ten times worse than that. I've seen YouTube videos with higher quality effects these days. It's so. I've seen original sci-fi channel films with better quality show than this. <laughs> you expect a Sharknado to come out yeah, of the water? It and... makes Sharknado look like Jurassic Park. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, they save him. So now. Uh, he's uh, they're in his good books not going to get kicked out they're going to give them their ranger medals and all that lot hooray hooray so we're having a luau yes to celebrate isn't it weird that there's like almost two endings to this movie yeah this happens a lot in these films they don't this is like a fake this is like a fake out ending right they really don't sink Stick the landings on these. No, films. I think so far the whole thing with Dennis Hopper feels so out of touch with what else is going on, and I, and I know the whole thing with him getting Ranger badges doesn't really have much plot to it, but there's been no real connection so far. No, I don't think, and it only really connects with each other like what fifteen minutes towards the end. Well, about now basically, uh, when it comes to the graduation ceremony. Yeah, this is where it starts finally moving into like there's an actual protagonist in the film. There's a plot. Yeah. yeah. Every character that was in the film so far, however minor, is all at this luau as well. Like there's the It's true. There's the um the Hungarian uh ringmaster chasing his uh, animals around the group. Chasing his bear, that sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. Um then Lieutenant Ryan and Hot Bro um, sneak off to a hot springs. Oh, here we go. 
Yeah, I thought it would be. There we go. Um, but then just before we get to the hot springs, oh. Hopper, sorry, sorry to disappoint you, Chris. Oh, okay. uh, Hopper arrives. Yeah, the bear joins the party. Okay, is this the scene that you guys were talking about? No, wait, wait till we get to the spring, and we'll. Okay, because mine's not the mine's mine's not the mine's not the spring. Oh right, okay. Mine is the part where Dennis Hopper pulls out a knife and almost cuts the brother's throat. Oh, I missed that shit. Oh, yeah, so... so, 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 so this the... is in intercutting, yes. Yeah, I uh, remember now. Yeah, sorry, I got so distracted by the springs, uh, we forgot the other <laughs> bit. Yeah, so uh, he... Um, Nerd uh, Deedle uh, trips up into the tent, doesn't he? Yeah, which is why he escapes being knifed, right? Yes, because... Um, yeah. he's well, he escapes him. because the, the computer is there, and he, like... Dennis Hopper's character sees the computer and... Instead of just straight up killing him, just takes the computer printout and like fucks up their plan instead. Yeah. But he was about to cut his neck, like his throat, with a knife. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that kind of shit in Disney films when you yeah. think about it. Lots of attempted murder. Yeah, I was going to say, there's been, I've seen quite a lot of stuff like that in Disney films. But yeah, what I've never seen in a Disney film is what happens next, which is um, we go to the hot spring. <laughs> Lieutenant Ryan takes off her clothes to reveal a very, very skimpy bikini, which leaves very little to the imagination. Paul Walker strips off as well. Um, and then smash cut to a geezer erupting. <laughs> Saw, <laughs> dude. That uh, saw, dude. Actual bonking in a Disney film. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. Uh, no, no, no. Just no. Just a geyser exploded. Or what? Like a train going through a tunnel and a, a hamster going through the, the little tube thing. <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah, a geyser I, I, erupted I, right into the uh, Duchess of where was it? <laughs> <laughs> Duchess of Duchess yeah. of Devon. Yeah, it just right like into Duchess her. Of Cornwall. Oh no, that's Camilla Parker Falls, isn't it? No, not that mean, one. You mean you mean you mean Cornwall? I'll tell you what, though. Um, now that you guys mention it, yeah, that I yeah that is yeah. Obviously, the kids won't get it, but it's very. Do you guys think that they should have maybe embraced the adult more and pushed this PG thirteen? And not tried to make it like a because it's like a weird mix, yeah, it right? Is, it yeah. almost should. It should have been a PG thirteen movie, and if it had been, I think we all. I mean, even though I like it, I think you guys might have actually liked it more if it had been PG thirteen because it could have embraced like X Games stupidity without feeling like it's having to. Yeah, tone yeah. it would have been at the right time because obviously this is when you've got all the like uh, sex comedies and all that lot coming out. So this is like. But yeah. at the same time as American Pie and all, all this mm. lot, and you've already had things, I think, trying to think of a timeline here, like same things I hate about you and all these other like teen comedies that were really, uh, that were really popular and had those sort of themes in it. Yeah. So if Meet the Deedles, if if they'd gone towards that instead of sticking so rigidly to that PG Disney thing, I think it would have done a lot better. They have to stick too many times to just, as we've said earlier, fart jokes. Because you can't go any mm-hmm. yeah, toilet. You humor. can't go any higher than that, yeah. basically. Whereas they should be showing actual shit and stuff like that instead, like a bit more gross out as well. And it's kind of like <laughs> just like a turd, just like a turd on the ground. Yes. Look at this. It's kind of like who is the audience for this film? Because you would have, even if you were a kid, this isn't the kind of film that your parents are going to want to take you to. No. So kids, they... kids wouldn't get it. It'd be too immature, even for teenagers. I think, or too yeah. kiddie, I should say. Yeah. 
Then we finally get to graduation, where I always find it really funny that um, in America, your graduation song is Land of Hope and Glory, a really pro-British song about how ace Britain is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bro, you're not wrong. It's, it's just very odd. <laughs> it's, 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 it, is, it is a, look, I think walking to begin with is a weird tradition or like a graduation ceremony is weird to begin with for a number of reasons. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like a really weird choice. I guess it's like a, you know, it's a very, it's a song with a lot of pomp, but like. If you, if you get a chance, I'd, I'd check out the lyrics because they're wild. <laughs> I I'm, should uh, graduate to Pomp and Circumstance instead so you could pretend to be Macho Man Randy Savage when going on stage. <laughs> Did you know that the cream will rise to the top? Sure. <laughs> you know what i thought you guys knew wrestling fuck you guys I do. <laughs> I, i've been to one show is, is that just a vague reference to how like wrestlers were like held down now eventually no no no. it's it's a reference to the macho man randy savage uh promo that he did where he kept having he was talking to mean gene and he kept pulling creamers out of his hand and talking about how the cream would rise to the top and he's just got these like coffee creamers that seem to be coming out of his hands like with wanton abandon, I'm gonna know that. I've never, se- I've never seen. You that need one. to watch it. Yeah, you I've need to watch it. One. It's amazing. Did you see uh, Chris got retweeted by WWE last week? Slash Fox. Did you Did you say, "Hey, WWE's main programming fucking sucks"? <laughs> I agree <laughs> <Yeah>. with you. <laughs> WWE on Fox is like their Twitter account is Troll City. Yeah, and uh, I got featured on it. So hooray. <laughs> <laughs> What did you What did you say to get retweeted by them? I, I uh, spliced a, a video of the original SmackDown opening intro, uh, but with Simpsons clips on it instead. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. It, it took me uh, from beginning and end, mostly because I was unhappy with it, and because there was a lot of cuts to it. It took me about five months to do. <laughs> but hey, you, it served its purpose. You got retweeted. I did, yes. Over 4,000 times. Thank you very much. Holy shitballs. Chris, Chris's thing is to uh, spend far too long making uh, you, uh, internet videos for Twitter um, for them to then do really well. And then it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How many views did you get this year? Was it over a million? Uh, yeah, if, if, probably one and a half million at this rate for all my silly little videos. It's been a weird year. You're very, very famous to a very, very small group of people. I am, yes. <laughs> you're, you're, as they would say, you're niche famous. I yeah. am, yes. Yeah. It's not like I've got 10,000 followers out of it. I've yeah. got about 1,100. Yeah, you just keep talking. That's fine. I'll just yeah, about wrestling. Talk about wrestling. I, I, I no, but, but back to Beat the Deedles, I wish this movie had been PG-13. Like, yeah. I really do. Yeah. Because like, I, I think it, w- it would have been... It would have had the appeal to a, an audience that actually would have given a shit as opposed to kids who didn't care anyways, like you guys said. Yeah. Mm. So, But we see this a lot. Sorry, Tim. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but we've seen this a lot on this podcast so far. There's so many films that this isn't just like a problem to like 1998, like goofy bro comedy. Like even in the 60s and 70s, you get these concepts that are quite clearly like for kids, but yet they pitch them towards an older audience. But the way it comes out is quite kiddie, and you just don't know who it's made for or why. And this has been a recurring theme of the podcast so far. And once again, family-friendly films about gambling, mortgages, and in this case, like 
pest control. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or in this case, family-friendly films about stoner surfers. Yeah. So, yeah. Very odd. So yeah, back to graduation. Uh, Hopper's watching from below. Um, the Deedle's plan is that they've rigged up some explosives to sort out the prairie dogs, but Hopper has added extra bang for your buck kind of thing. So as they set off the explosions, the the famous geezer, um, Old Faithful, stops. And so they get kicked out of the ceremony. Yeah, yeah they, they blow the shit out of it, basically. Yeah. Destroy it. They think it's ruined forever. And bearing in mind, this is this is the same day that there's going to be everyone coming in uh, into town to watch this geyser go up and all this lot. For its billionth birthday or some shit. Yes. All on the same day. So they literally get kicked out of Yellowstone, like thrown out the back of a van, um, and they're wondering who's managed to frame them. At this point, Nerd Deedle rechecks his map and realises that all of the prairie dogs that are covered in this deep heat so they can be seen from space were burrowing straight to Old Faithful, so it looks like someone's doing it themselves. Like, there's, there's a plan here that they need to figure out. Which is too late in the film to still be figuring out the plan of the bad guy. I, I, well, it feels very rushed, right? It just—it's wrapping up the film in the span of ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. and are these um, prairie dogs? Are they like remote control? Why are they going there? Kibble, wet kibble. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, when in liquid doubt. kibble injectors. Yeah. Dennis Hopper showed him his liquid kibble injector <laughs> in a kids' film as well. Honestly, <laughs> then. Uh... We... I mean, we already saw geyser sex euphemisms, so... Yeah. So they managed to hitchhike their way back on by hitching a parachute to the back of what turns out to be the Nam Vets van again, which then crashes again. So that's our third crash, uh, car crash of the film. So that's, again, lots of expense being thrown at this film that's not very good. So I don't know how they thought they were ever going to get their money back from it. Captain Pine is uh, trying to fake a the guys are going off by hiring the fire department with their hoses. Then the Deedles manage to land directly at the bad guy's trailer. They find Hopper's uniform inside, so they know that he's the the bad guy. Yeah. And if that wasn't enough, there's also a picture of the Deedles with scribbles all over it. Might as well say, die, 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 you fuckers on it. Yeah. So they, find, they get dragged down into the base by the other cronies where Hopper explains it all. Like a James Bond villain. Yeah. Um, and basically the plan is, and again, this is the very last few minutes of the film for us to be finally finding out what the plan was all this time. Yeah. Um, his plan is that he's going to reroute the geezer, or reroute, let's say, because we're in, in American territory here. Hold on one oh. second. Oh, who's that? That is... <laughs> hey, office companion, you want to start? <laughs> Hey, 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 I know, someone rang the front door. Hey, stop. Oh, my God. That is... <laughs> Boy, that was like the most high-pitched bark I have ever heard in my entire life. Hey, Nibbler, go back to your bed. Nibbler, good name, good name. Nice. Yeah, very good name. He's a small black and white chihuahua, so... Brilliant. <laughs> Does he eat antimatter? I don't know what he eats, but whatever he's eating, he needs to stop eating it, because he's going ape shit right now. So continue, sorry. Yeah, so we reroute the geezer to his own private land which he's going to call Slaterstone and um, basically he's going to open his own theme park because he's mad that Yellowstone fired him yes so basically I think the bad guy is Walt Disney yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
frozen head and all. Yeah. It's a bit of a subversive film, really. It's like a really right? it's like a really weird theme park too, because it's like in a there's like an adult bookstore. Oh, I didn't even spot it. Yeah, he's got this weird yeah, it's like, like Slater's adult bookstore. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me, I'd go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get our final fight between the uh, Deedles and the cronies. <laughs> One of which fights with yo-yos, of course. <laughs> well, He's like, kill him, and he goes, okay, he pulls his yo-yos out. What? To be fair, I I always had a yo-yo in my hand in 1998. Yeah, I say yo-yos were fun in 1998. This is very Yeah. But again, it's very like kids' film by numbers, isn't it? What are, yeah. the, what are the kids doing these days? Oh yeah, yo-yos. If it was six months early, it would be in Pogs. That would have been a scene. <laughs> he just starts throwing pogs yeah. at him. Yo, I got this big plastic slammer, bro. Yeah. 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 So the Deedles managed to... Re- Why didn't they attack him with the liquid kibble injector? Isn't it like a giant drill? Oh, they do at one point. They squirt the kibble at them, and then the prairie dogs chase them. That does. I think the prairie dogs eat them alive. Well, we don't see it. It's all off screen, but let's hope so. That would be a good way to go. <laughs> then the Deedles manage to reroute the rerouting. Um, they chuck Hopper in the pipe. They jump in the pipe. They get PT, the PD dude in the pipe. PT the P-Dog. The P-Dog, that's what I meant. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it's PD the PD dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, my my uh, brain's gone. On, yeah, Tim, fair enough. And then basically they all they all ride the pressure of this geezer out of Old Faithful. Yeah, with Hopper in tow, so he gets arrested. Um, and the the geyser's there. Hooray! It's all restored. Everyone's happy, and everyone's suddenly on the Deedle's side again, chanting like literally chanting a name, celebrating. And then the way the film ends is that the Deedles then just apparently reroute the geezer anyway <laughs> onto Hopper's land. Oh I think I think it I think it got when they when they rerouted it to Old Faithful, I think it went out the other end to that. So place. yeah, they end up with a artificial surfing beach in the middle of Wyoming. Wyoming that they apparently own because Hopper's been kicked out and their dad is proud of them for being such good entrepreneurs. What was it called? De- and it's called Deedlestone. Yeah that's the one. It looks pretty depressing to me. Like, oh, I can't afford to go to Hawaii. I'll go to Wyoming instead. If it was today, it would be an Instagram spot because there is nothing to do apart from look cool on the beach and surf. And uh, that's it. And and check out the Duchess of Devon in her, once again, skimpy yes. bikini. But, but to me, this is like, you know, going on holiday, but to Cleethorpes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if, if that's the next town where we live, by the way, it's very depressing. It looks like a beach, but it's actually the estuary estuary of a river rather than a, a beach. An actual beach, yeah. <laughs> it's bit pretty grim. Yeah. Well, you just see the dead bodies float by, right? Sometimes. Yeah, well, no, On a good you, day. There were just be a couple of limbs of the other month, weren't there? Yeah, there were. <laughs> <laughs> And that is how Meet the Deedles finally comes to an end. <laughs> Did you enjoy it, Tim? No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, you two. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, let our guests go first. So, Chris, if you want to give your final thoughts on this film, uh, we'll go around and give all our final thoughts, and then we'll go around again and give our ratings in terms of hidden gems. Oh, the gems with a Z? Absolutely. Three Zs. Yeah. 
Three gems. And a J. Uh, <laughs> just all of a sudden, there's some bees in this room with me. Gems. Oh, God. Uh, not the bees. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, um, oh, God. The, the thing about Meet the Deedles is it is one of those Disney movies that nobody knows about. Right? I mean, y'all didn't know about it. No. Before. Right, so it's 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 an unknown film, I would say for a reason. It's a lost film until Disney Plus essentially has it now, and anyone can watch it. But it's a film that you know I like it, but I like it because of the nostalgia of it. I think it's I, it's it's stupid. There's no question of how stupid it is. <laughs> but the issue with the movie, the overwhelming issue with the movie, is something we touched on already, which is the tone of the movie. It doesn't know if it wants to be a stoner comedy with these two dipshits or like a kid's movie about these two dipshits. And it doesn't if we're talking about it just on a critical level, it doesn't succeed in either camp because the humor is some of it is too highbrow for kids, but most of it is too lowbrow for adults or even yeah. teenagers. Yeah. And so I think most people would walk away from it like y'all did where it's just like, God, this was fucking dumb. Well, I'll just go watch <laughs> Bill and Ted. Okay. What about y'all? So, other Chris Wilson? <clears throat> yeah, okay. Um, it was a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very weird because even though I'm not really that much of a Disney fan, I did watch the Disney Channel quite a lot when I was younger and I'd never heard of this film. And for the date it was released and given like the window when it would appear on the channel, I never saw this. I'd never heard of it. I can sort of see why. It's just, again, it, as we already said, it's a adult film that's too childish or a children's film that's too adult. There's nothing in between, and it's just a bit of a mess, really. It's a, well, a cacophony, I should say. There's so much going on all at once, but you're wondering why. Why is, why is the film. Uh, about bloody, I know, heat-seeking prairie dogs and geysers and but there's surfers and I don't know. It's it's odd. Very, very odd. Very odd, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Tim? So, um, I'm not going to reiterate any of the points that you guys have made because I do kind of agree from, a, from watching it today. I really did not get on with this film. Um, but... At the same time, when I was saying earlier, you know, who is the audience for this film? I think, like like you, Chris, if I'd seen this as a kid, secretly, shock horror, I think this would have been one of my favourite movies I'd ever seen as a child. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have seen, one of my favourite films that I had seen as a kid was Good Burger, the Nickelodeon movie. Oh, yeah. Have either of you seen it? Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. So... Which again, stoner comedy. Absolutely, like it. The two films felt this and that felt very similar to me. But I, I've watched Good Burger recently, and I think that does still hold up quite a lot. Of the comedy still resonates, um, even as an adult. Um, the plot is a lot more streamlined as well in that film, um, and I think the difference between these two films is that. Uh, Keenan and Kel's characters in Good Burger are a hell of a lot more likable and relatable. Um, but I do feel like, yeah, I think Meet the Deedles is shitter than that. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that if I had this on VHS at the same time as I had Good Burger, it would have been one of my favourite movies at the time. But now, 
Good God, I can't, I can't stand it. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, look, no, I mean, like it, it now post like the extreme games boom of the late nineties, early two thousands. College has gone back X to be, Games, yeah, bro. That uh, that has gone back to being a niche thing, yeah, and it didn't have the sticking power that everyone thought it would. And so something like this is very much on top of the fact that the comedy isn't very good. A lot of like the extreme downhill luge and all that's like, oh God. (laughs) Well, it's just like, ugh. like I was never into that as a kid anyway. So those parts of the movie have always been kind of like groan inducing anyways. But yeah, it hasn't that that hasn't even aged well. Just the non comedy bits. No, no, it hasn't. So. Right, it comes to gem hunting time, Chris. So, out of a possible ten gems, how many gems are you going to give this film? You can give decimals to, and I always recommend it because it really pisses Chris off. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I can already hear the in the background. (laughs) Uh, You know, out of ten, I would probably give it like a boy. So when does it hit hit hidden gem status? Is it like over a certain score? Well, no. Is te- is ten is ten? So is it all of these are hidden? Only some of them are gems. But where does it become a gem? Is it over seven? Is it a ten? I'd say from Boy, our... is this the first time anyone's asked you guys? Kind this? of, yeah. I, I'd say anything over a seven is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd give it an eight then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there you go. Cool. I mean, look, but again, like you mentioned, like you've already said, I I thoroughly know that the nostalgia is completely blinding me for this film. But at the same time, like, there are movies where you're allowed to just be like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And I hate the term guilty pleasure. You shouldn't feel guilty for liking stuff. No, I agree. I think that that's just like, yeah, so like I like this movie. If someone asked me if I like it, I'm like, yeah, because it's fucking stupid. I can turn it on, and I can veg out, and maybe do something else while it's on in the background. And it's a very, very much so a low brain cell committing film for multiple reasons. I think so. Yeah, like an eight. I think the more dumber film is, the harder it is to review for that reason because having to talk oh, yeah. about something that like there's whole entire scenes where i had no kind of criticism of technically because nothing was really fucking happening <laughs> well comedies i have found in doing my movie podcast for almost over 5 years now the one genre i have intentionally avoided is comedy because comedies are really hard to talk about yeah. because comedy is always subjective yeah. so there's no guarantee that you're going to find something funny that I find funny, and that's just that's unfortunately the reality of a genre like comedy. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Wilson, how many gems are you giving it? Um, I'm gonna be slightly harsh here and give it a four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, going by what other scores are going for other films, seems about right. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it. I, I don't think I'll be going back again and watching it anytime soon. Right, I'm going to be the guy right in the middle then, because the film itself, I agree with Chris, is probably a four, but that fucking soundtrack is really good. <laughs> so I'm going to give it two oh, extra... the soundtrack is amazing. I'm giving it two extra gems just for the songs, so I'm giving it a six. I mean, we barely even touched on the soundtrack, but the soundtrack is amazing. It absolutely is, yeah. 
So that gives us, when we uh, do our little bit of maths, um, out of 20, because we divide by three times by two when we've got a guest, um, that gives Meet the Deedles 12 gems out of 20. Okay. Which I think is pretty fine. That's I'd say that was where I was. <laughs> I like that. It's pretty fine. It's kind of in the middle, in the scrum in the middle of lots of them that are pretty similar levels. Um, I'm not going to bring up the uh, leaderboard on my laptop because uh, knowing my shit laptop, it'll probably crash the audio recording at the moment. So I'll leave that to put it on the leaderboard next time we record. But what? So what's? So if I might ask you guys, what is the best thing you guys have won? So at the moment, I... cool runnings. Cool runnings. Yeah, number one. Okay, by a long way. Yeah, that's easy. pretty pretty safe. Pretty safe pick. We did just watch um, Muppet Treasure Island with our guest <laughs> Matt Latham from Pick a Disc. Um, me and... Oh, Matt. Good old Matt. Yeah, so me and Matt gave it a 10 out of 10. And then Chris wow. Chris didn't turn up to the actual recording, but then threw a spanner in the works by giving it a 5. <laughs> Muppet Treasure yeah, Island, I... a 5. What the fuck? I didn't get on with it. Sorry. I don't remember any of the songs from it. Right. Anyway, Chris... Uh, Wilson, Chris, that's in the house right there. Hello, hello, Chris. hello. hello. Um, is that like Corey in the house? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's technically your turn to pick a film. It's been a while. Okay. I'm pretty scared. Okay, well, I did try and do you over earlier by last time by making you watch Annie, which I thought was decent actually. Yeah, it really shot myself in the foot there because you yeah, enjoyed you it. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, in your face. So don't take it out on me too hard. So, my next film choice, I'm going to pick a really weird one. It's definitely Disney. And recently on the website slash app Letterboxd, it was revealed that this is the number one highest rated live action Disney film ever. Oh. It's weird because this one's directed by David Lynch. Okay. Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually I'm covering this movie on my podcast. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So this is mm-hmm. going to be a straight story. Uh, it is filmed from 1999. Sticking with the 90s, then we've we've been on yes, the right yeah. 90s binge at the moment. Yeah, we? and uh, it's a weird film, but not in the way you'd expect from David Lynch. And I'll just leave it at that for now. Okay. So you've already seen it, have you? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it before. Ah, cool. Because I've not seen it. I mean, so. just just let it sink in. David Lynch made a Disney movie. Yes. I mean, that That's... in and of itself to me is the, the weirdest thing you could say. David Lynch, Disney movie. So it's going to be Twin Peaks, but with toilet humor. So it's what he's saying. Instead, <laughs> yeah. instead of every time someone's about to be murdered, they just fart on someone instead. You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what will be happening in two weeks' time then, I guess. So thank you very much, Chris, for joining us uh, on this week's episode. Sure. Thank you, I think, for choosing this film and making us have to watch this absolute trap. I mean, the next time you guys have me on, I think we should talk about the other Disney live-action classic that I that is very near and dear to my heart. Once again, another film featuring a high-quality <laughs> high actor in a film he has no right being in. I'm talking about 2002's The Country Bears. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this is not over! Bears! I mean, I've, I've never whew. seen it, but it's been on my oh. radar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you thought Meet the Deedles right. was bad. 
You're you don't <laughs> even you can't even begin to comprehend. So, where can people find you on the internet? Chris? They can find me on Twitter at casualty underscore Chris. You can also find me at culturecast.com and at onesseasonshow.com. The one season show is part of the We Made This Podcast Network, which is how I met these two fine gentlemen. Uh, and uh, and uh, the Culture Cast is my movie podcast that I've been doing for over five years now. So that's where you can find me. What's next up on the One Season Show? I've really been enjoying your coverage of Werewolf, <laughs> by the way. Uh, so, um, so at this point, our first episode of the next season will have aired. So right now we are watching... The 2005 Fox show Kitchen Confidential, which oh, which thought, features yeah. Bradley Cooper playing Anthony Bourdain. So, what? yeah, Bradley Cooper pre like his fame of now, uh, and it's like a it's like a ensemble comedy show set in a kitchen in New York. It is uh, not to sp- not sold. to absolutely not to spoil sold, anything, Mike. but uh, werewolf it is not in more ways than one. Namely, the way of it being good. Oh, cool! Yeah, I think you guys put in so much. Like, I feel like it's a slog for us to just you know watch an hour and a half movie each time we have to record. But you guys putting the effort in to watch a whole fucking season of a TV show is just stellar. I don't know. How well, you th- thank you. But yeah, werewolf was uh, werewolf was absolutely just. I mean, you listen to the episodes, and if, and if listener, if you haven't listened to the episodes yet, Werewolf is one of the just, oh my god, just. <laughs> I mean, you can only like find it on YouTube, for fuck's sake. Like, there's a reason. It should stay only on YouTube. I'll have to, uh, you've really put me off watching the series from listening Yeah, just to listen to us, don't watch the show. <laughs> At least when, uh, with your guys, uh podcast you're you're genuinely saving people time that from watching a whole season like whereas we we usually i mean like now we've we've spent more time talking than if someone just watched the damn film themselves (laughs) (laughs) okay thanks chris um so wilson hello where can people find you on the internet when you're not posting silly videos or where you are posting silly videos no we're just where i'm posting silly videos on twitter at kids s-w-o-l probably sticking that username whatever how about you, Tim? You can find me on Twitter at TimblesRH and the Instagram for this podcast is at Without a Mouse. The Twitter is at Podwam and we are now on Facebook as well. So you can follow us on Facebook if you search for Without a Mouse podcast. And I suppose that's it. Thanks again, Chris, for joining us this week. Thank you for watching this movie. I'm sorry you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame we'll never have you back yeah, again. Isn't what it? It sure is. Bye, Jar Jar. Lisa, Lisa, go bye bye. Okie day. You're welcome. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>